0: Welcome to the podcast, we talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac, and on this bonus episode, I am with the leader, our fearless leader, of No Quarter Paranormal, Mr. Brandon. What's up, man? Hey. Hey. Uh, We actually did an interview way back in October of last year. Yep. Yeah. On the old team back in the day. So. Things have changed. Yeah, this is kind of a follow-up to that, Mm -hmm. um, in a sense, because... I have only, I guess, I more paranormal investigators. I guess uh, we interview or I interview me and Megan. Uh, the more information we start learning, but again, being on this team with you is, uh, we're being, you know, lessened. Well, not lessened, being taught. Yes. Because you're far more experienced. So. Yes. Yeah. It's been fun so far. Yeah. So I guess to start off, um, I know we posted stuff on Instagram. By mm-hmm. the way, guys, check it out. No quarter yes. paranormal. Please. Um, but. How did you get into the paranormal?
1: So, and people that want to see the story, they can. It's the uh, shortened version. But uh, I was eight. We went on a Sweet Field trip to the battleship here in North Carolina. So I was able to go with the with the class there. I, you know, had to use the bathroom. So I don't want to wait like that everybody else. So I uh, secretly snuck off, and was like, hey, maybe it's not on this floor. I'll try the second floor. So I went and did that. Um, Sure enough, I was going down the hall and uh one of the metal doors that are in the battleship that you have to crank to close, um, cranked on itself and slammed very quickly. And uh I jumped back and then once I jumped back and looked around, I saw a gentleman in a naval outfit, and he kind of just wore right right past me on the right hand side and took a left down the hallway, and I was like, Okay, maybe this guy just wants to play a prank on me. So then I was like, you know, going back upstairs and told the uh You know, the, the tour guide, I was like, Hey, there was a guy in the, in the sailor outfit and he shut the door on me as he just there to play games. They're like, what are you talking about? There's no one on this ship that's a current naval officer or there's no reenactment stuff going on here. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so that shook me to my core and I was like, wow, that's a something. So (laughs) I knew then it was going to be an interesting life. And I was, you know, starting to pick up on things. Um, I was raised in a very, um, obviously religious or in a very spiritual home. So me and my brother both, that are both on the same team now, uh, we just always, the faith in something unseen, you know, believing in a higher power and God and, you know, doing that type of stuff. And we just come across a lot of stuff that would happen to us. We, uh, I didn't put this on the post, but we lived in a, uh, and my parents still live there, but we're pretty close to the family cemetery. And so we'd always be like outside at nighttime, jump on the trampoline and seeing, you know, Stuff walked by in the cemetery, and we're like, "Why would anyone be out here like 11 at night, other than us being stupid and jumping on the trampoline and having a good time?" So, mm-hmm. like, started there, and uh, and then the biggest thing was, I believe was, I was 12. Um, that means Aaron was about nine years old. Um, we lit, we were a, a Pentecostal, so they very much believe in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and things like that. So, we, um, it was like a Saturday night or something like that, and they're like, "Hey, uh." So and so is not villain too Vin. She's been acting really weird. We're just gonna have some church members go and pray for her and see if she needs anything or something like that. So my mom thinking it was a normal. Hey, let's just go check on the you know church member. We hopped in the car and sure enough, she was speaking a different language and um her eyes weren't the same and she started spouting off some pretty crazy um some pretty crazy things um to make it short turned into an exorcism um. So there was a lot of elders in our church and not a lot of young bucks basically around that could hold her while the pastor was trying to perform the exorcism. So I held one of her legs, got kicked back a good five feet. And the, she's a middle aged woman. So keep in mind, she's like maybe 40, maybe like 200 pounds soaking wet or something like that and kicked me back five feet. And I'm a 12 year old kid that's growing (laughs) in, you know, a decent size. So then of course I looked at me with black eyes and I was like, okay, so there is a light and a dark side (laughs) so i learned very quickly that there might be such thing as a heaven and hell and i know we've had many discussions of how that interprets into nowadays and things like that but like i mean 12 years old and i've experienced that much already like it was bound to be so from there i've just always had the fascination then just like everyone else the ghost um hunters and ghost adventures became available and i was like these guys do what I've been trying to figure out this entire time other than just library books and things like that. So that's where I was like, I really want to start doing that. So started asking around, and it was just at first just a bunch of older teenagers, 17, 18-year-old, you know, trying to do that type of stuff. And then here we are 15 years later, and I uh mean, Mike founded our own team, and now we have a pretty cool, you know, group of people right now. So it's, it's been pretty awesome so far.
0: Yeah, I no, because I remember when we uh – uh we've uh our first investigation styles um Mm -hmm. that uh it took us out to uh the octagon house Mm -hmm. right yep and you basically just like see what you feel right Mm -hmm. and stuff like that which we end up finding truth to our abilities because a lot of things we found you're like oh yeah that's that's that and that's that yep um And the funny thing is, I remember, because I was always a fan of Ghost Adventures as well, Mm -hmm. like when I watched it. Ghost Hunters, not so much, because they had a camera crew following around, so it didn't feel real. Higher production, yeah. Yeah, so Ghost Adventures, like, it was just those guys. Just Nick and Aaron and yeah. yeah. And then maybe they had, had like, a semi-production crew for the interviews they did before, and then after investigation it was just them. But, um, you, uh, you had equipment. And you had equipment like, oh, shit, I've seen that before. I know what that is. Yeah, that thing lights up. It goes red. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we have, uh,
1: and we're still a work in progress um like the previous one that some of them might have heard in the last bonus episode but um you know coming into a new team you know I have some stuff left over from that previous team but now we're adding on the stuff that we used to have so you know getting a surveillance camera soon getting some more camcorders different angles um just being able to put a, together a decent youtube for evidence and just for people to see our our investigations and stuff like that so that's coming along um but I was able to introduce you to some of the stuff you got to see on TV and kind of get you guys at least familiar with it. I know I use you guys as like the litmus test basically (laughs) for most locations, but we're going to come across some ones that you might have to use all that hand power. So, you know, I'll be able to kind of teach you guys more and more about the different devices and stuff like that. So, especially if it's residual cases, stuff like that, where they're just mimicking the same thing over and over again. And we're just there to collect the evidence and like, yeah, your place is haunted. Congrats.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, the one thing that I saw that was un uh, anything I've ever seen before was the uh, Necrophonics uh, Ghost app yeah. that you had on your phone. Which before I got to this app, I was just like it would like play Paranormal apps. So I was like, nah, that's a bunch of crap. Like they didn't really work. But the one, that one you use on your phone, that's legit. Because I, I thought you might. see you said a Spirit Box. I was like, oh, where's the thing that I saw from Ghost Adventures? Like, oh no, hey, it's yeah. the phone. I'm like, oh shit. Now yeah. I want
1: one. Uh, there's a guy. I think his last name is Huff, but he has like a Huff Spirit Box, and it's like legit. Like clear as day coming through those will be awesome down the road but this necrophonic app um the way i use it and the way that's the most effective is if you turn it in airplane mode that means there's no interference with internet there's nothing piping anything in there it's just the program set of words that are in there and the voices they pre-programmed and literally it's up to whatever's there with you to um interpret or use those voices or whatever to come across and that's why i find it to be the most accurate when you're not anywhere with Wi Fi or internet like that. You just completely turn it off because then it's substantial because it's really just using the device itself, which is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I guess second place of that we go with Ghost Tube.
1: Ghost Tube, which I found. Um, I forget that was Amy's Crypt from YouTube. Um, she's the one that helped develop that one, which is awesome because for those that don't have like a K2 and they're trying to just start out, it does have like an EMF detector, which is pretty cool. You have to be careful of the um, what might cause the Faraday cage. So we put it up against like a bird cage and it goes crazy because it detects the emf but bird cages or cages or fences in general tend to hold magnetism for some reason so that's not very effective in those areas Mm -hmm. but um just you know middle of a field all of a sudden it spikes off and then you get one answer words and that's what i like about ghost tube it quiets to where something has to focus for that particular word to come through you're not hearing multiple voices or a lot of them coming at you at one time like you do with a necrophonic app um so it just depends on the location but sometimes when you're around a lot of stuff that would be conceived as spirits. Sometimes it's nice to have just one answer, and it's nice and easy. And a lot of times it'll kind of correlate with the evidence that you're trying to produce or the person you're trying to talk with. So, pretty effective for both.
0: Now, um, and so whoever's listening right now, uh, what would be the dangers to using a spirit box for an average person who's not investigating? So uh, a rule that I do is like I um, some people... Use, I don't use them in my home,
1: like at all. Like I won't turn them on or anything like that, unless we're in a group setting or it's like all of us as a team that's together and something like that. Um, just because I, uh, some people do Ouija boards and honestly, whatever you do, like I don't judge. You do whatever's comfortable with you. But I was always taught that if you open that type of door, sometimes it's hard to close that door. Like I know you can close sessions and stuff like that. But in my like mindset, I see it as like someone's putting the foot in the door and keeping it from completely closing. Mm. So that's kind of how I see it is if you're just like, I want to talk to whoever's in my neighborhood today. Well, some of them might be not who they say they are either. So you're opening yourself up to conversation with something that might not be what it claims to be. Whether it's a little kid or someone in need of help. Sometimes that's trying to get you comfortable so then they can invade your area. So that's where... I'm very particular about using them like inside my own house. I don't do it. But for those that do it in their own home, I just say do it sparingly or just do it on the occasion. Or if you just need validation, then yes, go for it. But make them shorter sessions if possible or trying to have um, a, a collective with you that's that's got your back basically or knows how to cleanse something or get rid of something if that's the case or something happens. Just have backup basically is what I'm getting at. So
0: yeah. Because I can see some an average person like coming over across the app and like buying it like, ooh, and they're like using it every night at home. Yeah. And then their house gets haunted. They they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well in the area anyway. Yeah. yeah. Until we get worldwide and, yeah. 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 Um speaking of which, um what's I know you probably have seen a lot of cases over your time. Mm-hmm. But what's Give like, a, like I guess a few of them that you think like probably the most intense cases you've done. Um, the biggest ones, hands down, are the demonic cases. Um,
1: just um, to see the the change in atmosphere and just to really feel the electronic charge that you feel when you go across someone's like house. I mean, I can't explain it other than it's like a barrier, and when you cross that barrier, it feels like hopelessness and distraught and depression, like all the stuff that you don't want to deal with whether you dealt with anxiety, like I have in the past or depression or just dark times or anything like that. Um, moving a table. (laughs) That wasn't a ghost. That was me. Uh, but just the change, um, just to see the people like oppressed and knowing that like, um, like you're one of their, like they called you because you have to, you got to get rid of that bad boy. So it's just one of those things where like, those are probably the most intense I've seen. Like I said, stuff like weird, vomit coming out of people that don't make sense like black weird stuff i've seen stuff thrown i've seen stuff levitate i've seen eyes change to like red i've seen black i've seen stuff in mirrors crack i mean you name it as far as demonic haunt it gets intense i mean you have to go in with the mindset and the intent that you're going to vanquish what's there and get rid of it and take it off its plane because if not, it's going to come at you. So, and it's the thing like you have to be on your A gang because you have to be meditated, prayed up, whatever that you believe, and you got to be at your higher vibration, your higher level because it's going to come at your skeletons in your closet. They're literally just going to throw stuff at you to divert you from trying to get rid of it. So, the goal is to come in with like your best foot forward and to not try to show fear because it feeds off that fear. So, I'd say that's probably the most intense ones is some of the demonic cases. Um, there's. There was a couple that say that wasn't the smaller, smaller stuff that was, uh, required, uh, and this is my old team, not even the one before this one, but the one with, uh, like me and Amber. If she hears this, hi, Amber. Um, (laughs) good to hear from you. Um, but we had to call a priest because it got to the point it was one of the bigger, badder ones that required someone from the Catholic Church to come in and help. So that was pretty intense. So.
0: I know, because I remember you told me about the cases that you and uh, the other psychic Mike was on over mm-hmm. with uh, the old team as well. Mm-hmm. And you guys would go into. Well, I mean, let me reiterate that you went into those cases with what you just have now. Granted, you have me and Megan now. Right. And me with my ability, mm-hmm. if you guys want to know what that is, uh, you go back and listen to the old episodes. Yeah. But me um, and my ability actually is a powerful weapon against them. Mm. And Megan was her ability to to get in there as well. So, but I was thinking to myself—I remember I said this to you. I was like, "I was like, man, you guys had some balls to go into the cases with like, you know, uh, water guns against like an like an army." Essentially, (laughs) essentially was, yeah. Um,
1: You know, and I I won't go the negative route, but just with the older, um, older team, it just was thought that you could do it by yourself, and or you can do it with just there. Now it's different. Now I mean, like, um. Now like I'm open to working with the church and talking to priests and hopefully eventually having one on the team that we could call upon in case, you know, something gets like that. But essentially, um the way that Mike's been able to go through his shaman shamanic journey, um, the way that you and Megan have kind of leveled up recently with your meditation ability wise, stuff like that. And just the team that we have, like we have a lot of talented people. And then a lot of uh, people that's gone through this in the past so uh, to where push comes to shove, I can, we could probably get rid of it a lot better than most yeah. could, you know, if that yeah. makes sense without, without going into detail or boring people of hours and hours of theology and things like <laughs> that, but, or demonology or anything like that. But we could remove it essentially a lot quicker than some of the rest that are in the area stuff like that. But the difference is the respect for, Um, the spiritual side of the good side where it's like you include them you just don't go in handsy pansy and it's like hey let's try to do this all on our own i was like no it'd be wise to talk to someone the priest ahead of time see if they can happen or help you or at least get some advice or at least get blessings as far as like your holy water your oil any of your crosses things like that just to be prepared when it comes down to it and get them involved basically so that's the difference now is the collective is different it's a much um more experienced team as far as that plus being able to um get the church involved too to to help out with those things i don't want to do it just by ourselves really anymore at all so
0: yeah because um some of the cases uh you guys told me you've done in the past like how did you not Go get a priest, uh, and stuff like that. Especially the picture you showed me um, from something that was underneath. Uh, somewhat, was it was it, it was under the bed? Yeah, Yeah, under the bed. You get a picture of it. Showed me. I was like, holy crap! You know, yeah. He, <laughs> he like uh, anyone that's
1: listening, he looks like Smeggle from a uh, Lord of the Rings. My precious, Shit, yeah. my precious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he was. And the thing is, like we call them crackers, but they're essentially these incubus, succubus crackers. Type, yeah, which means they're the uh, low low level guys the (laughs) ones you call smoke uh, oh and not and not uh, and not the harder stuff um but that's essentially the ones that we that we've dealt with recently we got i'll be honest you know by the grace of god and being lucky that we were able to get b6 for six and not fail um two of those were the same case just twice over because of the negligence of the family in the home and just continuing to go down rabbit holes they shouldn't. So, yeah. you know, fixing something that we've already fixed once before. Um, so now it's different. Now it's like definitely like if something comes across, which there might be something, we'll see how it goes. There's just been messages delivered to us that we might have to deal with something like that here in the future. And if that's the case I want us all to be ready to go.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, I guess a small rundown, because this is almost like a uh, introduction to the team in a sense. Yes. But our team... I think other from you and Aaron, right? All have abilities. Aaron's actually very intuitive. Like he feels and almost senses
1: like or. So he's, he's, um, I'd say between the both of us, he's got more of the, uh, this, not the spiritual aspect, but the, he just feels it more. Whereas like I'm having to practice meditation and seeking, you know, third eye and stuff like that. I've always got the gut feeling, you know, your first gut. Feeling is usually like the right one the intuitive type thing or i'll have my left ear right ear ring which is usually like listen or warning type situation but yeah
0: I'll explain it real quick because a lot of people have never heard of that sure yeah
1: the the ring in the ear. yeah um so the best way i can explain it and just learning as far as because you know i'm looking into other things just to just have the knowledge and things like that but like the shamanic path or the, even the, the mediums sometimes if they hear like a ring in their left ear It's usually like a, hey, listen, I'm trying to speak to you or someone is speaking of you and you just need to listen. Hmm. Whereas the right ear was always like a harder one. It hurts a little bit more like it rings and it feels like an earache almost, but it's almost like a warning shot or it's like, hey, listen to this because this is like, you need to be careful type situation. Now, both of them ring. That means usually something's popping off. So (laughs) it's usually like a poltergeist case, a demonic case. My ears will pop like I'm higher in elevation like going to the mountains so mm. that's where both of them will kind of pop on you or it's a um i would say like an enlightenment or a you just figure something out and then your both ears you pop and it's almost like a confirmation type situation so i've gotten lucky to have that but my brother is very much intuitive and just feels people and like energies and stuff like that which is pretty cool it's almost like oars, but not seeing them if that makes sense
0: and hey, i know um, uh, there's other members of the team that I haven't met yet, but because they haven't been able to make it out to any investigations. Right. Uh, Which is Brad and Melissa. Yep. Brad and Melissa. Melissa is an actually an, an empath, and she's had stuff,
1: which her story, I think, is going to be pretty soon on the Instagram feed. So you'll be able to, each one of these members, you'll be able to kind of get a gist of what we're about and how we came across this and why we're on this team now. But um, Melissa is very much an empath. She grew up the same way I did as far as, like, Religious and, you know, things like that and very much loves her some Jesus and stuff like that, just like, you know, some of us do. But mm-hmm. um she's always um her mom told her, like, she played with orbs in her crib and stuff like that, like s- stuff would come to her and she would see it and kind of hear it and feel it more. Mm-hmm. Whereas like her sisters and others would just kind of deny that they didn't see anything just because it goes against that religion a lot of times. So yeah. um, Brad is an actual practicing like, he's, uh, very much Jewish. He, uh, practices the Sabbath on a Saturday. However, he is a hybrid in the sense that he does believe that Jesus is the Messiah and that they came to the world to, you know, save the earth. So he's definitely like a, um, or an Jewish type deal. No, uh, yeah. Which I, is I, interesting. Yeah. I, I, I met, it's met a really few, cool.
0: few of those people, uh, certain like Christian meeting things or mm-hmm. something. Um, they're, they believe in, Judaism, but they also said Jesus was Messiah, and they're almost like the evolved version of what right. Judaism was supposed to be, and what Christianity was going to be, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's almost like a understanding that both
1: had the right. Yeah, because in a, on the end, we're all just looking for the Creator. We're looking for God or a higher power. You know what I'm saying? So like. If I don't, if people just look at Buddhism, you know, Muslims, things like that, like a lot of this is the same if you really look at the core of all of it. So, um, but yeah, it's almost like a, a nice hybrid between the two. Yeah. Um, uh, which is awesome because Brad, uh, he also reads the Jewish demonology, which is a tad different than normal demonology, but a lot of the ones they come across are very similar as far as, um, aspects of it or what they do they're just named differently because of the jewish mindset or the jewish um could be language or just could be what they had in the past as far as hebrew and stuff that they would name it but definitely a definitely a cool um thing to have just because yeah. now we're you know you're dabbling in some demonology mike's looking into it i'm looking into it but we also have someone from the jewish aspect that does it too so you know double coverage know your
0: enemy right so as you ever I don't know if it's only the Dybbuk box or has he ever like seen a Dybbuk box?
1: I don't think he's come across one in person, but yeah. he knows of them and like yeah. the Dybbuk's, which is their kind of form of demon and stuff like that yeah. and how you combine them in a box with proper seal and wax and salt and other things that you have to do to get them in there. But um, he hasn't seen one in person, but he's very much familiar with the the terminology and the background of it and stuff like that, which he's been really helpful, especially with the... um. Stuff you come across with, like the Freemasons and different things like that. He's very versed in history, just like, um, just like Melissa is. They're very much like the historians or the big, big researchers other yeah. than me and your Megan looking up some stuff. And so it's getting there, but everyone else is like super <laughs> almost not when say superpowers, but all you know, we all have you guys have like really special gifts that will come in handy down the road.
0: Yeah, because I mean, even after like paranormal teams that are on TV and paranormal teams that we've talked to and stuff like that, they have maybe one to two psychics on their team. Right. Majority of our team, 90% of it is they all have abilities of some kind. Or just feel, yeah, or just know, <laughs> or they pick up
1: on it or like a week later, like pretty sure this was this. And then we go to investigate and it and, and all happens. Um, Just like um, your Megan was writing down a license plate and. I have a rental because I got in a wreck recently and it's got the same license plate that she remembers in the same type of car. So, like, it's cool how things come together when you see it ahead of time. Yeah. So, and so, these warnings that the ones that are on the teams that are getting, it's become
0: almost like a, hey, get ready type situation. So, Yeah. Yeah, because um, I guess, but back to what I was saying, is that each member has a, a distinctive one. Let's say um, Erica is more intuitive to the earth in a sense. Yes. Very um, much elemental aid of, yeah. She makes
1: our, our bracelets and stuff she like that. Yeah. Um, and then I think her and, uh, Mike's Megan are looking into maybe, um, doing like candles and other things like that to kind of help with the protection aspect and just the metaphysical type realm of just being protected and knowing, knowing what you got to come against. So
0: yeah. And, um, Mike is essentially like almost like the guide. His abilities he is, is a, to almost like guide people into their proper paths, mm-hmm. right? Because his connection with his uh, spirit guide is strong, because he can actually have conversations with, was it Bert? Right? Yeah, Bert. Bert. Yep, yeah, he's one of them. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is, I've seen Mike
1: before all this. Like I've known him probably about the same time frame that I've actually um, done investigating. I've known him from a previous employer and stuff like that. So we've known each other. When we were just normal and didn't know that we had the same passion, and not knowing that we both dealt with this stuff in the past to when he did pass away and came back from the operation and stuff like that. And you said twice, right? Twice, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, both times. Um, he he says, uh, if people knew what it was like to be at peace, sometimes you wouldn't want to come back type situation, but he knew that his journey wasn't done and that he needed to be here, not only for his wife, but you know, and his family. but. Essentially this family, if Man. that makes sense. Cause we do, honestly, we feel like family. We all hang out when we can and, you know, not all of us have been able to go, but, um, pretty soon here around Easter. Or so Melissa will be able to come down and investigate and get to hang out. And then Brad eventually will have some time to come hang, hang out and stuff like that. So, um, you know, but we're family, we stay in touch with each other, at least, you know, I'm in contact with at least most of everyone on the team on a normal basis, but all of the rest of us talk to one another, like all the time. So, yeah. So it's family. Um, so he needed to be here. And essentially, he's like, even though I'm the uh, the leader, he's he's kind of like my guy where he's like, what are your thoughts on this? Or here's the way I feel like we need to pull. And a lot of times it lines up with something that I've already thought about or somehow he's already read me ahead of time and was like, I knew you were going to say that. I was just waiting for you to bring it up to me so then I can tell you yes or no. <laughs> so then kind got to go from there, which is oh, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It was a little freaky at first, but then I got used to it. Um, to the point now, to where you know he's definitely helping all of us in our ways to help meditate and try to seek our you know just our better versions of ourselves. Whether that's you know going to the astral plane or just focusing on stuff that's rooted in our past that we just gotta let go and stuff like that. So he's been amazing. Um, and then his wife Megan, like,
0: yeah, she is, is very
1: close to what your Megan's like. So
0: yeah, well, I, I get the gist from uh Megan P because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't ever say her last name. <laughs> Pusinski. she's they're polish well, right. <laughs> um, that she has a psychic abilities too in a sense but I feel like her is almost like uh intuitive precog like she knows mm-hmm. when danger's coming she is she's yeah. like
1: almost like she's the warning before my ears ring if that yeah. makes sense or she's uh she just picks up on these flashes um I mean your megan will see like she was just talking about like a cool candle that she found that she was going to order for her, and then all of a sudden she like hits her with like this um spell slash prayer type thing, and she's like, I don't know why I did all that. I just I didn't even know I wrote that and you know <laughs> stuff like that, and this is exactly what she needed. So I was like, that's pretty cool. So that's where her that making comes into, and uh, both Megan's and then even your Megan's friend Jessica are in similar paths as far as like the background where they came from, their family. And then accepting that family tie and kind of elevating and leveling up that way by not just being stuck in what we call duality or the normal or thinking outside the box. What would you call it?
0: Being not plugged in. Yeah. You know, the, the phrase, the term most people using these days, that you're still plugged into the matrix, right? The you're matrix. still simpleton thinking mind. You still want to be part of the system. You don't want to think outside the box. You want your reality simple. That's basically when they say you're plugged into the matrix, right? Mm-hmm. As we no better when I say no better, but we know everything that's outside and every reality stuff like that can, you know, mess with people's heads and stuff. So essentially, to think outside the box is to be unplugged or, as you say, not duality Um, but what's strange is that Megan P and my Megan, right? Mike's Megan because Mike has his wife named Megan and mm-hmm. I have a wife named Megan, which is right. funny. Um, they have a strong connection to each other. Mm-hmm. Almost like twins, because they can feel each other's emotions. To the point where we want to call them the Megans or the twins,
1: but we don't just because they don't like it. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that was a strange connection, because, I mean, they've never met each other until mm. we actually started investigating together.
1: Right. Yeah. Until we brought the team together for, like, a hangout, or, I don't know, it wasn't really meeting; it was just more hanging out, but we, you know, I kept telling both of them separately. I was like you guys will like really bond pretty quickly. And I think you guys will have something special. And And then Mike's just saying like, there's a connection there that'll know that there was something there in a, a previous life, which, you know, you guys talked about that in a couple episodes ago and stuff like that, or, or maybe, yeah. Maybe, or, yeah. you know, yeah, reincarnation, things like that, but past lives, like they were, whether sisters or something like that in the past, or they just knew each other and multiple lives ago. But, they clicked almost instantaneously, and so like, now, us. Yeah, just yeah. like us, yeah, just like us, yeah. We had a lot of
0: common, which was pretty cool. Right. Except for you like pizza, you bastard. <laughs> I love. <it>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do. Getting <laughs> pineapples. I belong on pizza. I love fruit on pizza. Well, just yeah. pineapple. Just pineapple. See someone put strawberries and bananas. Oh my Ew, god. You know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a big, basically that's the gist of the team. Besides me and Megan. Oh, I forgot. Um or I guess a newest addition that she's cho- choosing to join, which is Mike's daughter. Yep. Um, so we're
1: going to probably bring on, it was like a trial run, but she's doing really well. So Haley, um, which is Mike's daughter. Mm-hmm. She is the oldest. And then Mike Jr. Looks to be joining us pretty soon. He was actually on the previous team with us as well. Mm-hmm. He was mainly just cameraman, but he also has the similar gift. Him and Haley both are very much like their father. Yeah. Um, and they have their own shamanic journey that they need to go on. Um, So I'll be putting more of them into an investigative type thing. I think Haley will be probably close to what you and Megan and Megan do, where they kind of feel out the area and kind of pick up on stuff. Whereas Mike Jr., though he does electronics really well, I want him to focus on picking up on things that he feels and hears, but also using the technology to back that up. Um, A lot of the evidences of the week, other than the sweet one that Erica got um, of Bert, which was pretty awesome, the one at the Octagon House. Still not
0: convinced that was Bert. I I, I not know. It, he the, looked pretty dead, whoever that was, like what, his eyes yeah. and everything. It was crazy looking. But the way that the, uh, the yeah, what was it was the Octagon House, so you had that picture? Yeah. The way that it looked like, it looked like uh, a, like a medicine man, like a Native American medicine yeah. man. He was holding like a staff. It looked like he was wearing a poncho and he had like a headpiece on. Yeah yeah so it's like that's Bert like I imagine Bert like like a surfer living, yeah. dude because he says bruh yeah and dude he's like
1: <laughs> far out he, he literally sounds like a Californian surfer guy from the 60s or bro. 70s bro yeah. um but um the way Mike explained it is he's very much he's like a guy but he's also he's dead like he's like a lost soul that's trying to make up for life and so he's like there with Mike like almost every single day if not Joining us, sometimes he'll come visit you guys yeah. here and every now and then. Yeah. He yeah. shows up in the, on the spirit box pretty much almost all the time, just as much as Kate does from the Octagon house. So you have that, but, um, getting back to it. Mike Jr. He's actually the one that did the uh, lady in the graveyard. He also was the one that caught Schmeagle under the bed. Mm. Um, and he also caught the angel, which we'll see pretty shortly on the evidence of the week page there on, um, the Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. So, um, he's got a knack for, just going at the right time by feeling something and going for it. And, uh, and so I mean, but now Mike's been doing it recently and there's some stuff that will be pretty cool that it will get to your Megan to put on the Instagram. But Newburn has some pretty killer shots that we're gonna be doing some evidence of the week with and stuff like that too. So I like to do a hashtag full body apps because I don't like, uh, don't get me wrong, I love sweet like orbs and the different colors. I think they're fantastic. And if you can get like a really sweet orb storm, is something that you didn't see with your own eyes, but you can see a bunch of orbs around you. I think that's fantastic. But I'm a big believer in substantial evidence. Like even the YouTube videos, like we, I like to plug Noob's top five. He always finds like the really good ones where you can see really good substantial evidence of paranormal activity. And that's what I'm looking for is like the stuff that's like, okay, explain that. Yeah. That's what we're looking, you know, to be like, okay, sure. You can be a skeptic. I don't care. Like you can believe what you want to believe. How do you explain this away? You know what I'm saying? So that's where you know I want to bring that to the table to where we're giving people not only hope and closure from their situations, but we showed them evidence. You weren't crazy. You're not going insane. What you saw is what you saw. Here's the proof. And do you want us to proceed to get rid of it or do you want to hang out with it? It's your choice. So,
0: yeah, which that's still something that I guess I struggle with and I say struggle with, but. The question the morality behind it is because my ability, as I've explained in other episodes, and you know all too well. But because um, if you listen to this bonus episode without our previous episodes, what are you doing? You're watching a third movie without watching the I mean, first. Thanks three. for picking me first, but like, go, go listen to the other ones <laughs> are amazing. But my ability allowed to absorb the energy of the dead, and I mostly take them off the plane. The energy that they use to be on the plane to make noises, to talk, or whatever like that and I've seen what it looks like to a dark entity when I take that. It's basically I'm tearing away the essence of what they are and leaving a blank mannequin of what was, and they basically just go back to the dimension or wherever they're from. Um, to do that to a left-hand charge, right-hand's right evil, left-hand's good. To do that to a regular human spirit, to take them off the plane in that way, feels cruel to me. Uh, hence why I don't like charging with my, or like absorbing with my left hand. I like finding where they are cause I can find them easily, but to take them off the plane that way would to me feels cruel. But then again, I've never looked and saw what it looks like to a left hand pull, So I don't know if I'm doing that. It's my assumption. Cause I haven't really used my third eye as they say to see what it looks like to pull with the left hand. So that's why I'm kind of reluctant about it. So if we did enter a case and such, that person does not want anybody at their house. I guess our best bets to help them with that. It's like, I don't want any ghosts here. I don't want nobody to take both ways dark there and both light. Mm-hmm. So I guess the only way to do that was hopefully cross them over. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, We don't want to force. I mean,
1: cause you got to look at them. Like these are for people. Yeah. And, and then they're on what we call the purgatory, the in between, whatever you want to call it, the mm-hmm. gray, not the black or the white. Fourth dimension. Yes. Yeah, the fourth <laughs> dimension, <Yeah>. non duality. Um, <laughs> not in the big tricks um but essentially you do the practices of hey i know you're here um i know this is probably your place ahead of time or was yours before here um we really would like to be at peace um that's usually as a team we're trying to look for a message or something like a compromise like hey Mm -hmm.
0: some of them like you know we had one where it's like that's my follow-up question like you had a case like we had to remove people spirits out of a house i didn't have to remove it was a compromise so it's
1: like hey if you don't there was one where this it was as an elderly lady she was a grandma and um that's just her house she's been there you know since early 1900s that was her place Mm -hmm. um essentially she loved it she loved her garden so the compromise was she didn't want to leave because she don't want her garden to go to waste and she didn't want it to be in bad condition like they didn't want it to go over so I was like, essentially she was telling us, Hey, if you keep up the garden, you know, I'll feel more at ease. I'll cross over. But if you know, like I'm going to come check from time to time, which that's interesting. That's the new whole theology and stuff like that. Like, can you be in what's considered a heaven or a paradise or whatever that you go to or wherever you're at peace at and sleeping, but can you all of a sudden just all of a sudden show up and check on things? I've, I feel like I can because, you know, me and my brother both have felt my grandfather, whether he's my spirit guide or my guardian angel, but very much a Christian man. I believe he was, you know, is in a paradise or in heaven, but he guards. So I don't know if like he was asked to do that or he just took it upon himself that he was going to hop in and out from time to time. But this grandma was essentially saying, hey, if you keep the garden up, I'll come check on to make sure you're not messing up. But if not, I'll stay crossed over and I won't mess with you so that was a compromise no, yeah so um i never had to force one out and I, I don't really want to unless i absolutely have to I just look at it as like they were people too i have to look at it in the, like a natural sense because like you said it's kind of cool that's that was their place that was yeah. their that's their some of some of what i feel sometimes is like that is their paradise that is their end you know like they just want to be there at peace and then what they love like their serenity of their home and stuff like that. So when new owners come in, a lot of times it's compromise or just get in the cross or get a message across. And usually they will. So that's probably been like the most, the most I see is more compromise and not removal. Um, cause the ones that are really like really bad off they what I, what I feel like they go poltergeist where they just get mad angry and that's where they get more negative. And when they get negative, that's when smudging and, um, like we, we talk about, like, removal can happen because essentially they've gone dark, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Like, they've, drunk, they've been driven so crazy in the afterlife they just lose their mind and go crazy. Now, poltergeists can be like that even when they cross over because they were maybe an evil murderer in life, and so they're very much the same in death, and they just want to ransack the place and throw stuff around and get mad because they don't want to face their judgment. So, you know, it's one of those things where, all right, buddy, but if you're negative... It's time to go. So,
0: yeah, which those cases in the future are going to be pretty interesting. Um, well, with your ability. Yeah. We'll collect the evidence and say, hey,
1: you weren't crazy. And
0: um, it's removed now. So, yeah. Which, uh, like I was telling you before, that kind of success is not going to go unnoticed um, with with everything um, that we're right. going to do. <laughs> right. But yeah. the good thing is, this team isn't
1: focused on that fame. Like, really, no. we're out to help the people in the locations there first. And, like, I, I'm relentless, and that's why I put no quarter, not only by my relative of Blackbeard, but also, you know, showing literally no quarter to, I'm not going to let, I'm don't. I'm not i not going to let fame, I'm not going to let darkness or anything mean or anything like that take over people's lives. When if they just want to be at peace, I want them to be at peace, you know? And whether that's you're alive or dead, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want people to have their peace,
0: if that makes sense. Yeah. Which I think is why, oh, excuse me, I uh, switch my back. I think what attracted me and Megan to your team in a Mm -hmm. sense is that you weren't looking for fame. You were looking to help people. And my assumption with Paranormal Investigators before, I guess, I joined the Paranormal Investigation field was a lot of them were, Oh, it is true, a lot of them are looking out to get fame. They want to be the next Ghost Avengers, Ghost Hunters, Paranormal State, whoever those people are out there on TV, somewhat famous to the paranormal community, right? And getting your name out there. I mean, everyone essentially says they want to be the next Warrens, right? right? Have their stories, their, uh, their adventures essentially be turned into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, even the Ghost Adventures team, Zach Bagans, granted, he's popular among the paranormal community. You know his name, mm-hmm. but he's still on a level of, like people like don't do not care about the paranormal know who he is, right? Yeah. But everybody knows Ed and Lorraine Warren from all their time they've ever spent investigating Annabelle, the movies that are made from them. That's kind of mm-hmm. how they got. And then when people, you know, looked into them, like holy crap, these people, this couple lived a long time investigating. They are like the OGs when it comes to the whole paranormal mm-hmm. investigative world. Yeah. Um. Which don't get me wrong, like we want to. I don't.
1: I think the Warrens get a bad rap because people say they were in it for fame. I don't think they honestly no. were. It's just they attracted the masses because they were genuine in their approach, and they dealt with probably the most insane cases that were out there in that time frame. I Meant they're, you know, look at the movies that are still there. You yeah. Know they were there for everything because they were the specialists. They were the, the go-tos. You know, there wasn't too many, you know, there's a lot of teams now that can help out and help you out. And that's where I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not jealous. I don't, I'm not territorial. I'm, you know, there might be some teams that are built out of negativity or jealousy or something like that, or they're just trying it for fame. Fine. Do what you got to do. But, you know, I'm not territorial where if another team reaches out and is like, hey, we really need to help you run over our heads or something like that. I'm open to helping them type situation. Like, you need to work together. But back then, it was just the Warrens, you know what I'm saying? Like, Warrens, the Holtzers. So, there's only a few of them that were specialists in that field. So, I want to continue to help in that legacy of helping others. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it might attract some media and stuff like that. So, be it. But, honestly, I could care less if I ever get famous or not. Like, I just want to help, you know. But I do want to essentially carry the, the Warren legacy and, and, continue to help others in need and document these cases because I think it's good for the paranormal field and for research. So,
0: and anyway, the interviews I've done so far and lies with other investigators and they ask about our team and stuff like that. I said, I kind of think we're built off what Lorraine Warren said and I forget what movie it was, but it was a line that she said before is that what people get robbed, or they get, you know, fraud or anything like that. They call the police, or they have security, or they have the hospital, a doctor to call when something's wrong. When people deal with the paranormal, they have nobody to call, right? Right? And it's teams, or like she and her husband, or essentially those people you call that happen with this stuff, right? It's in the paranormal. And that's essentially what we are too. We're here to help with cases that people like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. It's causing me like, torment. I need it out of my house and stuff like that. I need to know what's going on. And that's people like, our team comes mm-hmm. into, into into fruition, but what my other, I guess, prerogative when it comes to paranormal investigating is to expose this world because a lot of people out there do not want to accept the fact that ghosts, demons, and other stuff out of what they consider normality exist. Like they still want to be plugged in, as right. you know, keep saying. That they want to ignore it. Yeah, they want to ignore that it exists because they don't want that sense of reality exposed to them. Because like, oh crap, you know, there's more stuff out there than just my little life on Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. You know, then and. and they don't want to accept that. A lot of people will fight tooth and nail to hold on to that. And that's, I, I I was, I forgot who I was talking to investigator wise that, um, I hope one day that paranormal investigating or it's the supernatural, the spirit world, we look at as almost scientific in a sense of the same way other things do today. Right. Like studied the same way and technology built to measure it and find it. And even like probably view it. Yeah. Well, like,
1: The paranormal to be just as just like parapsychology i mean like i want it to be a studied yeah program if that makes sense like the great thing is it's becoming more and more uh, mainstream i mean you know we just i just watched the uh document about the cecil hotel which is very much haunted but has a history of violence and stuff like that but even in the documentary they talked about is there something darker there that's making all that stuff happen, you know, as far as the murders and the suicides and stuff like that. And so like, even in normal documentaries that just true crime, they're starting to bring up the subject of paranormal and stuff like that. So it's getting more and more popular or, you know, getting more and more mainstream. I'm just hoping to help be that team to kind of push forward in that, in that research and that um, just legitimacy, just having the evidence that so people can study it and stuff like that. That's ultimately other than helping others. It's just having, content for people to research and study on, basically. So Yeah.
0: And then my other desire is, with this new ability of mine, i said it many a times, is that I want to take out darkness right. as much mm-hmm. as I can. Every single time we encounter it, like our name says, I have no quarter for them. Mm-hmm. Every time I encounter it, I mean, like I say, every time my right hand charges and I find what it is, I'm taking it off the plane mm-hmm. uh, without any question of ask of what it is and like that. I just instantly do that. And, I, and that's, it's kind of a drive I have now. It's to take out evil out of this world as much as I can. Right. Yeah. I think and some of that, and it's something that,
1: you know, we'll do, but maybe in the future, like, we recognize what the <laughs> it is first before we pull. Yeah. Um, but that's, um, I'd commend you because you don't hesitate if something jumps jumps at your face. You remove it and as as it should be if it attacks. Um, but at the same time, like it's important to Get that research, or get whatever information you need before removing it off the plane. If it, especially if it's not coming at you, type situation. Yeah. But, um. But yes, no negativity needs to be around for too much longer.
0: I just want to figure it out
1: what it is first, if that makes sense.
0: Well, that's where my better half comes into fruition. Yes. Um, I and I can't hear them. Well, for now, anyway, I can't hear them. My block I have on my my mind or my soul, however you want to say it, prevents me from hearing them. Um, but that's where Megan comes in handy because she can. Right. So she can tell me I you need to get rid of this right now or hey, hey, hold on a second. This this person is is uh, just angry. You mm-hmm. need to figure out why and stuff like that. You know, she might stop me from firing my cannon and I <laughs> shit, off that blaster. <laughs> but um shit, I got off on a subject. Hold this about the team. Um you talk talked about previous cases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um what future cases or what future places that you know of that, that is not widely known, but the future places that you would want to investigate. Um so the the funny thing is when you said on the when
1: you guys are doing the podcast of the top ten, uh like scariest so or was it five? I'm not sure. But then you're like five. You're yeah. Like Brandon's wanna wanna do all of them. You're correct. <laughs> um I do. Um like things like Bob Mackey's, it scares the pants out of some people. It does not scare me. I want to understand what's going on, why the portals are there. Um, what is it? What's its name? How can I get rid of it? Is there people that need to be crossed? Um, a good one that's in the future that's very possible and, you know, don't hold us to it, but it's definitely looking like a thing, but it's, uh, the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in West Virginia. Um, there's also a chance for the West Virginia Penitentiary, which is also. Very much haunted. I don't know why all of a sudden West Virginia is showing up, but mm-hmm. hi, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but there's a possible places other than our local ones. Um we're getting ready to do the historic web library in downtown Moorhead City here pretty soon. Um we'll be able to help with tours. Not only that, but also helping fund them as a as a library, but it has a rich rich history, um, as far as um whether it's World War Two, World War One, um, things like that, Civil War beforehand, very old area, so um, not only will we have some really cool local ones, but all the bigger ones I really want to get a hold of for sure. Um And then some battlefields. There's some in the works here too as well. So we'll probably start local in our state, but there's um an opportunity to probably do a few of those in the future. So I'm really looking forward to really getting to travel um once all this COVID stuff and we all get vaccinated or it's at least safer to travel more often. I can't wait to go definitely want to go to the ranch want to check that out in texas for sure <laughs> so maybe i'll just hop in one of their suitcases or something like that and just come along so like, just give me nah, some breathing room we're good yeah come go <laughs> along
0: it'll be fine uh yeah because i know i i talk about all the time the infamous ranch and it's i think it's i don't i haven't been there so long is i don't know if it's still at this high level or it always has been or i was a cause of why things were happening there's a lot of questions i don't know but I think if we ever went there to investigate and we didn't find anything, then I know that... What the hell was that? Oh, my stomach, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, Yeah, that's what you of going to thought. Okay. If I was a cause for a lot of that stuff happening or it's just naturally haunted and now we have to find out why. Because the last time I was there was about... F- Shit, as long as Killian has been born. almost was four years now. Wow. last time i was home yeah um yeah because every single time i had to go something happened and then now the pandemic hit and that stopped us from going again so but uh i think yeah after me making vaccinated, vaccinate we, we we're going to head down there and that's what i'm gonna do a live from the ranch doing it basically during the day mm-hmm. um and then oh when they were doing an investigation later that night um looking at june maybe july i don't know but yeah, we'll probably do a live, just like show off the ranch. Like this happened here, this story from this point was here. Like I basically, would get, everyone get, would get to see the stories I've told before. Like right. this happened here, this is there. Like so, you get to visualize and think, oh okay. Like I think a lot of people in their head, they're probably picture something different until they see it. Until they totally have the Skinwalker Ranch in Colorado <laughs> in my head instead. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I want to distinguish the reality from the.
1: My, so it's, my, it's not line. that big,
0: but <laughs> the trees are a lot smaller. Um. But yeah, and that's the so one I want. So, only to investigate, but along with Megan, with her abilities far advanced, they are mine with mine, and in our knowledge of now investigating, probably at that point will be more extensive, so we actually can actually, you know, catch something, find something, prove that it is or prove that it's not. You know, right. maybe all my childhood memories of that investigating was just because of me, and I don't know. It's, but I I know it's not one hundred percent true because, um, people other than myself experience stuff on that ranch. So yeah. you might actually find something. So and I don't know what it is. And then if after investigating, I might clear the whole ranch. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's seal it up. <laughs> yeah. Which that'd be a big area for me to do, but I'm getting better You're at getting this. there. Yeah. Um, okay, just looking at the time. So with that sense that, um, what is one dream place? Like not in America or it can be in America, but like anywhere in the world, that you've heard of that you would like to investigate because it's just that you know you're walking into something that's gonna be that level haunted and you probably catch it. Like something like paranormal investigators have always wanted to do or like a place that you've wanted to go as a paranormal investigator.
1: Uh the Ram Inn. The Rams Inn that's in I think it's England. Yeah. Scotland. I remember the episode um, of Kurt West Ventures. Yeah. Just because I think we can do some good there. If that makes sense. And this is even before the collective like Is it still standing? It is. The owner, the older gentleman, he finally passed away, so now the son I think has rights to it, um, but just the history with the the whole incubus, succubus, witch type thing, Yeah, honestly, we've come across that here in the past, so yeah. I feel like we could be of some assistance there, but it's also so old, and it's close to, um, you know, my uh, my other side of the family, that's like Scotland and England, that type of, you know, before the Mayflower, all that fun stuff, so... I would like to go in that area, but essentially the Rams Inn is probably the biggest one, just because no matter who it was—Ghost Ventures or even some of the smaller crews that I was dared to stay there—is like an overnight challenge or whatever it was. Something's always like grabbed them, touch them, like really like try to get at them type situation. I just really want to see what would happen if we showed up, and that's kind of where I'm at. Or for that, yeah, I never left Not a- because I don't need the <laughs> proof. Because sure, we'll take the proof, but.
0: <laughs> I feel like we could do some we can do something there. Yeah, that'd be that be a first to me. i never left a continent. i left the country but never left the continent yet. So going over there piece week. Plus a lot of good like old like metal clubs, like, oh yeah, you know, book seven played here, like I want to visit and stuff like that. For sure. The rock yeah. scene's amazing there. <laughs> Maybe the shows will be open and we can catch some
1: shows or something too. Yeah. Um but yeah, it definitely Rams in. Uh here locally. Um, it's privately owned. Um, but it's the hammock house. It's where Blackbeard stayed when he was there. It's uh Family tie. Um, every time I go near the front yard and we use the, uh, box, they pretty much call to me and Aaron all the time. There's always movement in the windows. Um, there's always the constant teach, 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 Blackbeard, Blackbeard. And they're like, come inside, come inside. And I was like, I can't. There's, you know, the People family's there. not from there. They <laughs> have cameras. I'm going to get arrested. Like, right. I can't. I just, you know, it's not like I'm just like, hey, I'm related to Blackbeard. Let me walk in. That doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, so the goal is to, uh prove our worth as a team that you know, we're here to help with the historic sites. We're here to investigate with respect, here to help out and give the evidence. So maybe the word will get around and maybe the owners will reach out. So that's what I'm hoping is that I can get that finally that one illustrious local hunt that I haven't been able to be inside of um to really like to really kind of check that off basically. Because then once I do that, I feel like stuff around our area, like for me personally, would be checked off basically other than probably the fort nearby fort making for those that are in the coast area or those that want to look it up fort making is there in atlantic beach um definitely uh been around for a long long time such rich history unfortunately a paranormal team way back in the day decided to fake being a paranormal team and instead had a kegger or a raging party and messed things up and so mm-hmm. gave quote-unquote paranormal investigators a bad rap so our goal is to change their perspective of that so once I do those two, I'm ready to take on the country, the world, you name it. So
0: yeah, Remember we talked about before doing like a tour of the United States of all like the big time spots. I would literally like put
1: pinpoints on the map of like, <laughs> all right, today we're going to go this many miles and we're hitting up these locations and stuff like that. I really would love it. That'd be fantastic. And
0: by that time, hopefully with, uh, me and Megan's podcast, this podcast that you listen to right now, we build enough connections with other investigators that we'll might have a, uh, people that can give us pointers in each place we we'll go to. And to, you know, to add to that,
1: like, um, the the web is reaching out to us to help facilitate people that are going to be investigating there in the future. So I would love to help swap with locations if you have a location and you're in your another state and you want to reach out to us as a team or you guys as a podcast. Please mm-hmm. do that. Um, I would love for you guys to come visit North Carolina, enjoy the beach, but also get to do some sweet um, ghost hunting outside of your state and witness something new and something pretty pretty fantastic and historical and. I hope maybe one day we might be able to visit your state and be able to come along, or if you guys want to come along, we more than welcome to or have access to that. I would love it. So, hey, if you got swap
0: for swap, let us know. <laughs> the eighties with CVs. yeah. <laughs> I basically just want to trade yeah. tapes with you guys. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, no, the main place I want to go to to have money, well, you have to have money to go to, and you have to have well-respected name and probably permission by the government is Preveglia Islands in Italy. I've heard of that. Explain a little bit more to me. In the episode of Ghost Avengers, one of the early episodes, it's the Italian island off the coast of Florence, I think. Um, is that the one where Zach was on the boat and was like, welcome to hell? Yes. Oh, that has some creepy The to it. The island is about 20 to 30% built off dead bodies.
1: Wasn't there like a, a tragedy volcano or something like that and they had the to- um, or am I thinking a different island? Different island. Okay.
0: You think of Pompeii? Probably. <laughs>
1: but yeah, there's a lot of death where the whole island's pretty much square. It's where they, they sent
0: people with the Black Plague. It's where they sent that people with sense, the Red Death. It? It's where they sent, uh, they had a, a sane asylum there. And, uh, and then eventually just closed it down because they couldn't keep building it. So yeah, like I said, you can literally stick your, uh, a, 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 a shovel anywhere in the ground and dig up and you probably find bone parts. I, I want to go there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like that'd be pretty interesting to feel the atmosphere. Like if you go up on the boat and just to see it off in the distance and to feel the vibe, that'd be pretty cool and interesting at the same time.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like the Italian government does not allow people to like fish near it because of the, is how haunted it is. And nor allow people to go to it. Cause it's, da- well, it's dangerous. Cause it's like, it's the cap like falling apart and stuff like that, but also because the spirits there and stuff like that. But, hmm. um, the stuff that I saw ghost Avengers get there and how they talked about it and the, the fact that there's so much death there and so much evil things have happened I just imagine what it feels like
1: it has to be intense for those that are mediums or yeah psychics I feel bad for Megan Mike and the rest of them that feel that cuz I mean it would be rough I mean there's a lot of tears and sorrow and stuff like that and I mean it would be it'd be interesting I'm sure even People like us, like, would just feel it, you know, maybe in our gut or something like that. So Oh know
0: my hands would be charging. Yeah, yours would be. <laughs> Your hands
1: would be going off. My ears would be ringing like crazy. So it would definitely be interesting
0: for sure. Yeah. Well, let's we'll push it now. Um. If okay, but uh, if people want to know more about No Quarter Paranormal, you easily go to the Instagram. That's well, the best one. Yeah. I mean, probably
1: there most often. Um. You can follow us on Twitter at North Quarter Para. Um, couldn't fit the whole paranormal, but nah. no quarter para. Um, pretty active on that as well. Um, we just got TikTok. So we got a few of those up there. Um, 19 followers. Yay. But hey, we're getting there. <laughs> um, but it's no quarter paranormal. Um, we actually have Twitch now. So we might be doing some, um, live chatting or we might play like a video game or something like that together and answer questions while we're playing or something like that or. Might do one of the horror games like like Slenderman or something like that down the road. That'd be pretty fun. Okay. Um, so just, you know, something that has horror slash video games tied into it. Just, you know, to say hello and to answer questions and stuff like that live. Um, we do have Facebook. Uh, it's brand new. We had to make a brand new page, of course, cause brand new team. So please follow us there. Um, if you need to find it on Facebook, actually it's at no quarter paranormal. So you'll be able to find it there as well. Um, and then. I don't think we have Snapchat. I don't know. I'm not big on Snapchat, but yeah. maybe down the road we might have one. Um but look of us for all platforms we're constantly updating. Um we have some fantastic like content that we do on the daily. Um so just be looking out for that. Um maybe a website in the future. Shout out to you guys for the website. I don't know if Oh, Hidden Shadows. Yeah, yeah Hidden the Shadows, the podcast yeah. com. Check that out, guys. Um and announcement we are gonna have some merch coming out here pretty soon, so and a, should we have a mock-up of a design? Like,
0: Ooh, it's going to so look sick. Um,
1: but yeah, we'll have that stickers, uh, wristbands. Um, and you know, we'll kind of go from there. Maybe we'll look at some coffee mugs or something like that in the future too. So
0: wristbands, what is this? 2007, bro, you gotta have it. You gotta rock the team <laughs> wristband, man.
1: It's going to be black and white. It's right up your alley,
0: yeah. but yeah, be on, be on the lookout. Um, and thank you so
1: much for the support so far, guys. Um, all the new followers, whether you're in different platforms, we do appreciate your support. Please get the word out Um. You know, no matter what's going on, if someone's telling you they're having something wrong and they just don't know who to reach out to, I don't care if you're in another state. Please reach out. Whether I can get to you or we can get to you or I can find another team nearby to get to you, I will help you as much as possible. So please reach out if you got something going on.
0: Well, where would uh, one person or where would one go to actually message us about a case they have?
1: The easiest one is our Gmail. So no quarter paranormal at Gmail dot com. That's probably one that we check very much like religiously on every single day. Um, if you want to be more private about it, if not, any direct message. So Instagram, Facebook, no matter what, just don't be afraid to. You're not crazy. We understand. We've seen it all. Please, 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 if you need help, we can help you. Just please
0: reach out. And as always, guys, you can catch our, uh, uh, uh catch the hidden in the shadows at uh, Instagram, uh, hidden in the shadows podcast on Instagram, uh, Twitter at hidden in the shaw six. Ooh. I didn't, I didn't pick it. Um, <laughs> give it a look like, Ugh. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, our TikTok at hidden in the podcast too. I'm not saying it with the Boston accent. That's how it's spelled. Uh, and then I think we have a Facebook, which uh, Megan checks. I don't, I don't care much for Facebook anymore, but, um, yeah. And we also have our website up now. So in the shadows uh, podcast.com where you can message us directly about anything about interviews. Um, if you want, you want to come on us for a bonus episode or you want, want me or Megan to come on one of your podcasts or do interviews, such like that or a radio show or whatever. Um, you can message us there it has a link to all our social media. We do post blog posts every Wednesday and Friday, Monday, Monday, sorry, Monday and Wednesday. Um, about different things, about the paranormal, updates on our, uh, upcoming episodes, um, information on that, little tidbits about me and Megan and stuff like that. Also, we have also a link to our merch when we get merch. Uh, right now we have keychains that we just kind of have like a, a a small run right now, but, um, we're going to have more stuff, uh, later on, but, uh, yeah. So you can check out the website for all things Hidden in the Shadows. Um, thanks for coming on. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. As always, we'll catch your widows in the next one.